This is the trip. This is the psychedelic experience, everybody. Going inward instead of outward. That's what we're doing here today. You know, if it's Agnes and Ethel and Shirley, when they all come out together, all their husbands are dead. They got all their money. They're just there to have some fucking fun. I don't think I should have to be fucking friendly to everybody. Because there's a lot of fucking leeches out here, man. They'll suck the friendliness right out of you. You tell me you got two asses, ma'am. How could I turn that down? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. How's it going? How you doing? It's your old pal Joe checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday, people. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope uh, you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you're not, hey, that's okay. Get that shit flipped around, though. All right? Every day's not a fucking walk in the park. But maybe you could take a walk in the park to make the day a little bit better. You know what I'm saying, people? Get out there, get some shit done. Real quick, June 19th, I am recording a comedy album here in Atlanta, Georgia at Mix Deity. There will be a ticket link along with the description of this podcast. So if you're able to join me June 19th at Mix Deity here in Atlanta, Georgia, near Grant Park, I encourage you to do so simply by clicking the ticket link in the description. How about that, people? I still got the radio chops. Fucking A. Uh, If you are planning on coming and you do click the ticket link, do note that there is an additional ticket to BYOB, all right? Mixed Deity is a, I don't know, a membership-based venue. So if you're planning on coming to the album and drinking, just do the BYOB thing. They do have drinks there, but I believe, from what I've been told, in my interpretation, and no one who no one's told me I'm wrong about this, they only sell their drinks to their members. Plus, the BYOB thing is only eight bucks. You know what I mean? You're going to spend probably more than half that on one drink. So, if you're planning on coming, just do the BYOB thing and uh, bring you some beers. If you don't want to, hey, that's fucking fine too. Just buy the ticket. But uh, I do plan on having some beers there for you from one of the fine local breweries here in Atlanta, Georgia. It's not completely locked down, and it's not technically a sponsorship, but I got a feeling there's going to be some beer there. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't worry about it, people. Just show up. I'd love to see you there. Once again, June 19th, Nick's Deity. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, your old pal Joe going to be recording a motherfucking comedy album. It's going to be fun as fuck, man. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. What'd you do with your weekend, people? Did you have a good one? Did anything exciting and or fun Happened to you. I certainly hope it did. I certainly hope. I went to Savannah, Georgia to do some comedy, people. Went out there on Friday. Did some comedy. What a hoot of a time it was. You know? Told some jokes. People were there. Some very elderly people. There was somebody on the show. I didn't know her. But uh, her whole fucking family, like, came to the show. And some of them, you know, pardon my French here, but were old as fuck. (laughs) my family I would first of all I would never have my entire family come see me do stand-up I would never have my entire family anywhere that I am at the same time that's just the kind of guy I am (laughs) it'd be nuts man but I think really my mom has seen me do comedy my sister has seen me do comedy And that's about it. I have a few cousins, 
But I could never. I feel like I'd kill my fucking grandma if she saw me do comedy. You know what I mean? Unless, you know, I don't know. Maybe she's a good person. But I could just not imagine having every person who has raised me from such an innocent, young, little human being to come see me do stand-up where I'm just profane. Is it profane? Is that where you say dirty words? Where I'm just profane? And they're going to hear so many things that they don't need to hear. And uh, frankly, I don't want them to know about me. But, you know, crazy. Maybe they're just real supportive. The oldest of the bunch, the two oldest people, one guy looked like, you know, she was on like third, so maybe 20 minutes of the show went by, but he looked like he was fucking nodding off. A little APM too old, a little bit too late for Papa, you know. But I think fortunately for me, they left by the time uh, I had gone up. So that's always good because I will pick on old people. I've been known to do that. I've been known to talk about fucking old ladies from time to time on stage and especially in the audience. It's very fun to find an old lady, especially if she's a single old lady. Go, hey, I'd fuck the shit out of you. And she goes, oh, my gosh, she takes this as a compliment. <laughs> it's wonderful. I did that in Jackson, Tennessee sometime. There was some old lady there. Not like she was old. She's probably like 70 years old. And she was there with her two daughters and I was still living in my van, so I spent probably like five, ten minutes talking about how I'd fuck every single one of them in my van. This was years ago, people. This stuff, this is not going to be for the album. You know what I mean? <laughs> but she loved it. She took it as a compliment. My favorite, my favorite audience members are single, like, elderly women. Because they just have been through too much to give a shit. You know what I mean? As long as they're not all uptight, but most, like, country senior citizen ladies have a good fucking time at comedy shows especially if there's like a group of three you know if it's agnes and ethel and shirley when they all come out together all their husbands are dead they got all their money they're just there to have some fucking fun i love them everyone gets oh what are the old people gonna think i'm like i'm gonna go as hard as i possibly can at these old people and they're gonna love it fucking love old people but these old people, glad they left because they were a couple and they were only there to support their granddaughter or possibly their great-granddaughter. Old as fuck. But it was good, nice, pretty quiet evening for the most part. I had made the decision on the way to Savannah that I was not going to go out after the show no matter what. And I didn't. You know, could have been... <laughs> a lady could have... Could have been at the show. She could have asked for a pussy. I still would have. <laughs> I still would have said, no, no, no. <laughs> you tell me you got two asses, ma'am. How could I turn that down? Because I had made the decision to not do it even beforehand. And uh, I wrote down with a couple of buddies, a couple of Atlanta comics, too. We had all decided we weren't going to go out. But as soon as the show was over, they kind of wanted to go out. Uh, I told them I'd drop them off downtown and we could link up later. We had a place to stay. So, uh. They opted out, though. They opted out, and we all just went back to the house and hung out. But I was like, you ever make a decision and you stick with it, people? Doesn't it feel fucking good? Doesn't it feel good to not give in to the little fucking the temptations? You know? Because I'm trying to just take it easy. I mean, pretty much forever right now, but especially easy up to the recording of my album. You know, we're about a month out, so I'm just trying to make sure my head's right, my body's right, everything. 
You know, I want to be feeling good about this shit. And I know, I know getting shit housed in Savannah ain't going to do it. You know what I mean? I guarantee, I almost guarantee, because I had to fucking drive, right? I almost guarantee that if I got fucking drunk in Savannah on Friday, I probably wouldn't be recording this podcast on Sunday. I would have lost two days because I had to drive back Saturday. And it's a four-hour drive. You ever driven four hours when you're fucking hungover as shit? Sometimes you get kicked out of the person's house, especially doing shows like, oh, I got to go to work, so you got to go. It's like, we slept for like three hours, but it sucks. So the drive, I'm already losing a day because of the drive, and then I'd just be out of it all fucking day to day. So I just didn't do it, people. Very happy. It feels so great just to decide to do something and then fucking do it. Who knew the endorphins that would flow through my brain just from sticking to a fucking decision. You ever try that, people? It's easy to give in, man, especially when you're having fun. This is just comedy-related. I don't know how you people are. I'm sure, you know, you probably got your own fucking vices in life. But comedy, gets it's a nice little high, man, especially after a show. Everyone's feeling real good, and you don't want to stop feeling good, you know? Usually after a comedy show, maybe you've had a couple, couple drinks, a couple beers during the show, something like that. Everybody else had a couple drinks. It's a good show, you know? Everyone's having fun. Had a great time. Show's over. Now what? You want the good time to continue, right? Always. You always want to keep the good time going because the other option is you go home. And how much of a good time is that? But to most people... Just in comparison, especially that comedy drug, man, that one that gets you real high, gets you going, going home, it's, you know, it kind of sucks. It used to suck, I guess. I enjoy it much more now. Just because I know that I'd be wasting time and money for, and for what? To keep the good time going? Here's something, people. Good times are supposed to come to an end, man. That's how you become an addict with this shit. Or with anything in life. You keep chasing that good fucking time you're having. And sometimes, all the time, it doesn't go on forever, man. It'll be back. You can have that good time again. I've found the longer I try to drag a good time out, the longer my bad time lasts after that, if that makes sense. I'm sure y'all have been hungover. Why'd you drink so goddamn much? Because you were having a good fucking time, and you didn't want it to end. So you stay out with your buddies, getting shit housed. You know, for what, six hours? Had a great time for six fucking hours. Ah, let's, just, let's just go to last call. Let's close the bar down. Let's go seven hours of having a great time. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Hey. We don't have to end the good time now. Bars are closed, but fucking A. Got some whiskey, some beers back at my place. Let's go back and keep having a good fucking time. And then as soon as you wake up, you're having a miserable time. And then you go spend more money on some shitty food that doesn't make you feel better. And you, then you just have, so you had what? Maybe, let's say between six and eight hours of a good time. And now you're going to have... 18 to 24 hours of a bad time. It's just not worth it to me anymore. The money and everything, it was like, man, 
and I just wanted to get back here so I could reset for today so I get some work done and get a run in, get the podcast recorded, all the shit I got to do, man. I'm not chasing the good time anymore, people. I got caught up last week chasing a good fucking time. Trying to drink a little bit extra with my butt and just fucking, it just went off the rails real quick. It didn't even take that long. And not that it was that bad of a time. It was just the realization that the good time was done 20 minutes ago. And for some reason, I thought it could come back. That's what it was. It wasn't necessarily a terrible time, but it was just the fact that I go, man, the good time was done and I knew it was done. And for some reason, here we are at a bar having a couple beers. <laughs> not chasing the good time anymore, people. The good times will come, man. They're not supposed to last forever. Nothing is. Happiness ain't. I know that. People struggle so much with just being happy. And I don't know if it's something you can be. I think it's just something that happens from time to time, man. I don't know if you can be happiness. Who the fuck can do that? I'm a pretty happy dude for the most part, I feel like. But I think it's because I don't try so hard to be happy. You know, you've, I'm sure you've met people. It's like, what do you want out of life? I just want to be happy. Well, what the fuck does that even mean? To be happy. You just want to do, not validate yourself to the universe at all, and for some reason you think you're going to be happy? You want to stay in bed all day just fucking around with your phone and you think you're gonna, that's going to make you be happy? It don't work that way, people. You'll get it. You just got to gotta put it out there. The happiness will come back, man. And maybe you're looking too fucking hard. I think the less you look for it, the more you'll find it. But, you know, we've been bought and sold happiness. It's a marketing ploy now. If you pay me a thousand bucks a month, I'll teach you how to be happy. <laughs> the new snake oil, man, happiness. It comes and goes. That's it. And if you chase it, the more you chase it, the further away it gets, man. You ever try and hold on to a relationship that wasn't working? You're on your second, your third chance. You're like, you think this is going to fucking work? What are you holding on to? Because you're afraid. You're afraid of the loneliness that comes from just being by yourself. I don't know. I love my loneliness, people. That's something I realized last week. Loneliness has such a negative connotation with it. Are you lonely? It's like, yeah, I'm lonely, but I love it. I love loneliness. I like being alone. You know? I don't understand what's so bad about why people are so afraid of, of loneliness, man. Is it really that bad to be by yourself? And if it is, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't you tolerate yourself? Or why can't you enjoy yourself? Why can't you be happy with yourself, by yourself, all this shit? Embrace loneliness. Because I hate to tell you, nobody else, <laughs> no one else is going to tell you this shit growing up, man. But life is a very lonely game. You know, and again, we've all been marketed and sold these, this idea that, you, you know, you'd be a part of a, a group, a community, you know. But at the end of the day, you're going to die alone, people. It's a lonely game that we're playing. Life is very lonely, and it's not bad. It's not bad. 
Maybe you really do get out of this shit what you put into it. And maybe everybody does it. Maybe some people put a lot into life and shit and still just get a get a bad hand or whatever. Get nothing out of it. Get no happiness ever. But they try real hard. What is the purpose of life? Isn't it just to leave leave the things you find better than when you found them? Something like that. I don't know. I'm having I'm just trying to think just differently. Just getting over myself. That was a big thing that I kind of... On Mother's Day, people, I called every... I can't remember if I talked about this, but I'll talk about it again. Who gives a fuck? I can't have new thoughts all the goddamn time. But on Mother's Day, I called I called my mom, of course. I called my sister, who is a mother, which I've never done on Mother's Day. And I also called my mom's mom, my grandma, which I've never done on Mother's Day. I even called my fucking dad. I called everybody in my family. And spent probably from 4.30 to about, I don't know, fucking 8.30, 9 o'clock on the phone with all these people who have pretty much raised me, you know. And I'm not a big talking on the phone person. I was talking to my buddy Nate, and he's like, that sounds miserable to me. And to if, if you present the question of, hey, do you want to talk to your family for five hours on the phone? To me, I'll go, that sounds absolutely terrible. But it was Mother's Day, and I was just in a mood to get over myself. To go, oh, this, oh, it sounds so miserable. But the truth of the matter is, it was fucking great. I've I talked to everybody who I really wanted to talk to on the phone, maybe longer than I've talked to them ever on the phone. My grandma, my sister, my dad, my mom. My mom and I talked for like an hour and a half, close to two hours. Probably spent like 30, 40 minutes on the phone with my dad. We usually don't do that. My grandma, probably 40, 45. My sister, we talked for like an hour or some shit like that. And if you asked me if I wanted to do that, I'd go, no, that sounds miserable. But really, I had one of the best evenings I've had in a very long time. Because it had nothing to do with me. To call my grandma and tell my grandma Happy Mother's Day. And just to hear the little, oh, just her excitement, man. Because I don't know how much longer she's going to be around. And that's something I'm realizing, too. (laughs) I've technically had three, excuse me, three grandmas, two grandmas and a step-grandma. My grandma on my dad's side died in 2007. So, you know, I never did wish her a happy Mother's Day. And I wish I would have, looking back. I don't regret not doing it, but I never did. But at the same time, I never did. And like, I'm, it took me to be. It took me 33 years to figure out that maybe that's something that you can do. You know what I'm saying? Rather than going, ah, it's going to be miserable. So she died, and then I found my step grandma. I found out. No one even told me, people. I I found this out today, three hours ago, before I'm recording this. I hadn't thought about my step-grandma in forever. And she popped in my head, I think driving down, maybe driving down to Savannah or over to Savannah or whatever. It was quiet in the car for a minute, and for some reason she just popped in my head. And I was like, let me, when I get back, I'm going to get a hold, I'm going to reach out to her. I know we're friends on Facebook, whatever. And uh, come to find out she died in February, man. Just a few months ago, 
I missed it by three months. And we were never that close. Like she had lived in Florida, you know. Uh, that was, I guess, my mom's stepmom, so on her side. So they didn't get along that well or whatever. It was always kind of weird tension. But I think the last time I saw her, I think I was 21, maybe. I think I was back visiting home from D.C. or something like that. We went to the bar, had a couple drinks because that's what they did, you know. And uh, I think that was the last time I saw her. And my grandpa, for that matter. He died a while ago. But, you know, he wasn't the nicest of people. (laughs) But it's just like, damn, man. And no one told me either. That's what I find so interesting. I don't know if anybody else knows, to be honest. I just looked on her Facebook wall because I was about to send her a message and someone had just said, I miss you and I'll see you soon. And then I was like, I better look for an obituary real quick. And sure as shit, yeah. She died just three months ago. I had no idea, man. Would have been nice to tell her Happy Mother's Day. But, you know. Can't do everything all the time, people. I'm a late bloomer. Took me to be 33 to figure out that maybe I should tell my fucking grandma Happy Mother's Day because it's such a burden to call her. You know what I mean? Call my sister, too. She's a mother now. We get along good enough. We're not like best friends or anything like that, but she's my fucking sister, and she's a mom, so I can call her and let her know, hey, Happy Mother's Day. I hope you're doing well. Why has it been so goddamn (laughs) difficult to get to this point? Because... Had to get over myself, you know? Fucking crazy. Fucking crazy, man. There's this other thing. This is not going to be topical at all, people. This is the the trip. This is the psychedelic experience, everybody. Going inward instead of outward. That's what we're doing here today. But uh, I don't know. I just saw... I've been... If y'all don't listen to Mike Tyson's podcast, I cannot recommend it enough. Not even if you even if you don't listen to the whole thing, but like just some clips of him, man. He is so insightful and such a fascinating person. And most people just remember him as some monster who bit a dude's ear. But even if you go back to interviews not so much like everybody knows the promos where he's like i'm gonna eat his heart i want to step on his testicles shit like that but if you go back to some interviews even even kind of a younger mike tyson is saying some pretty profound shit man and this one got to me because it was i guess it was after he had a falling out with don king and he's like uh something along the lines was don king was a piece of shit Everybody knew that. And did he take advantage of me? Yes. But it was like, he took responsibility for allowing Don King to be a shit piece of shit to him. You know? Like, whatever, 19, 20-year-old kid. He maybe been whenever him and King split ways, whatever. So he clearly was a little bit older, a little bit smarter. But it's just so fascinating that he was able to, I don't know, Accept responsibility for not necessarily his actions, but how he, how he interacted with with the person. He's like, I allowed it to, because I trusted this motherfucker when I knew I shouldn't, you know. And uh, I think, I, I I don't know, man. I think a lot of people will spend their whole life blaming somebody else, and maybe they should. You know, there's a lot of shitty people in this world, man. 
This is why I spend so much time alone because I don't really trust motherfuckers, man. I do trust people, but I don't trust a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Even if you got something for me or whatever, you know, you got something I want or some shit like that. It's like, I ain't fucking with people because I don't trust them. Because that, you know, people take advantage of you. And I've been there before too, where I knew what I was getting into and I, and I went with it anyway. You know what I'm saying? But to just accept responsibility to go, hey man, I, yeah, they're a piece of shit, but I allowed them to be shitty to me. I just think that's a beautiful fucking thing. And so incredible. I, I feel like I've been, I've been trying, I've been doing that with my life. I don't want to say trying. That's, that's, you're already giving up if you're trying. You're doing the thing or you're not. But uh, I feel like I've been doing that and I would like to do that even more. And get to the point where you don't allow people, allow yourself to get in that situation with people. Trust your gut, man. When you know it's a bad fucking hand, chuck the fucking hand. It's wonderful, man. As uh, Kevin Gates, a great rapper, I was listening to an interview he had too where he's like, I don't, uh, I don't give myself time to not like people. I think that's a fucking heavy statement. I don't give myself time to not like people because either his thing is either the energy's there or it's not. And if it's not, we can say, hey, but I'm going to keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing that. I know I have been. But just to hear somebody else say it like that, it's like, okay, maybe I'm doing something right. I just feel that way, man. I don't think things should be forced. I don't think I should have to be fucking friendly to everybody. Because there's a lot of fucking leeches out here, man. They'll suck the friendliness right out of you. That's a fucking fact, Jack. Take that to the bank. Tell them Big Papa Joe sent you. <laughs> Let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get your asses on your way, people. Ah, oh, man, I don't even want to. Oh, we got to do it anyway. It's written down. I can't possibly change my mind. It's I'm a little dry erase board. I can't fucking change the thing. Ugh. I don't know. I just keep seeing videos of seagulls getting eaten. Has that been popping up on your feed, people? Y'all Y'all getting the seagull videos? Because I think I talked about the one a couple weeks ago where I think it was a pelican that ate the seagull. Did y'all see that one? I hope you did. I recommended it. I broke it down for you. This week, there's been, I've seen two, <laughs> two separate videos of seagulls being eaten. <laughs> one, okay. The first one, okay, the seagull was eaten in the first one. Orcas are fucking incredible. Killer whales, right? They're not whales. Did you people know that? Orcas are related to dolphins. They kill whales. That's why they call them killer whales. But they are not whales. They're orcas. Closely related to the dolphin. But these things fucking, if they're so goddamn smart, what are they doing in captivity? Let me ask you that, people. But they're clever. <laughs> and it was like, they're so smart. It's like, yeah, why are you fucking stuck in a cage then, huh? I'd ask that to... Pretty much everybody listens to this podcast, too. We're all so goddamn smart. Why am I so many of us stuck in these cages? Anyway, uh, this orca had it all set up. It was like, because I guess it was at SeaWorld or some shit like that. Somewhere they have an orca in captivity. And they'll give the orcas fish, right, to eat. But this orca took the fish and used the fish as bait to catch a fucking seagull. Like the fish 
you get the same fish every day. What do you get? Smelt? Maybe some fucking, uh, what are the anchovies, huh? What are they feeding these fucking, these killer whales, you know? But at some point, I guess you get tired of it, you know? You can't eat the same thing every day. But I didn't know they'd eat fucking birds. <laughs> blew, blew my fucking mind, man. It just takes a little fish, puts it up, because there's a whole bunch of seagulls like sitting on the ledge of this tank that it's in. So it puts it up close and then just kind of sits back with its mouth open, you know, which goes to show you how dumb seagulls are, even though they can walk into a store and steal a bag of chips. Crazy. But at some point, one of these seagulls gets to the fish. It's like, all right, no one else is going to take a chance. I'm going to take this chance. And fucking bit that fish and the, the orca snapped it right up. So it got the fish and the bird. Look at that. Double double your pleasure, double your fun. That's the statement of fucking Golden Corral. All you can eat, baby. Fish and birds. <laughs> and then the other one was, I think they were fishermen, I guess. And maybe they were trying, what? oh, they were trying to feed, I believe it was a seal. Or possibly a sea lion. So they have some, I guess, bait fish, and they toss some uh, little fish, probably a smelt again, whatever, fucking anchovy, sardine, one of those fucking three, into the water, and the fucking, a, a seagull comes, and it's like, I'm going to steal this seal's fish. And it grabs the fish, and the seal grabs the bird. But it does not eat the bird. It takes it underwater, pulls it out, and then just whips it around until its head comes off its body. <laughs> Have you ever seen like a Doberman? Dobermans I know are pretty notorious for doing this or going after snakes. How they'll grab the snake, whip it around, and the snake will break in half. People were like, oh, seals are the dogs of the ocean. And that sure as shit was like, oh, that's Doberman behavior. Didn't even, I don't think it ate the fucking bird i think it was just so mad that it just ripped its head off and left its body just bloody and floating <laughs> in the ocean <laughs> nobody likes seagulls anyway right so fuck them but <laughs> i didn't realize that that seagulls had it as rough as they did you know you're either getting fed alka-seltzer by some kid and then you're blowing up or you're just trying to eat a fish and then fucking, you know, Shamu chomps on your head. Or fucking, I don't know, has there been a movie about seals yet? I don't know. Should there be one? Maybe we write a movie about seals, people. You want to get together and work on that? Either way, don't be a fucking, don't be fucking around, around seals or orcas or fucking uh, pelicans for that matter. Stay safe out there, people. <laughs> ah, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Let's get you on your way. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast, everybody. Once again, June 19th, comedy, album. Joe himself is recording it. That is me. June 19th, Mixed Deity. Ticket link is in the bio. Once again, you will notice an extra thing. This is BYOB for $8. The venue is a membership venue. I believe the drinks they sell there are for the members. So pay the eight. You would have paid more anyway getting two drinks. Pay the eight. 
or don't. Again, there's going to be some beer there for you. Just come on out. June 19th, Mixed Deity. We're doing a comedy album. Appreciate y'all checking out the podcast, man. Hope we had some fun today. Hope we got somewhere. And if we didn't, we ain't going nowhere anyway, right? Appreciate it, guys. Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. I'll catch you all around real soon. Later.